Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. It is Thursday, and that means we are at one of our favorite places. We're here at Cavens Group. Gary will be swinging by before too long to tell us everything going on here at Cavens Group. And uh, what a fun day to be out here. It's always fun on a Thursday at Cavens, but uh, obviously this one's a little bit historic for Oklahoma fans as after much discussion, much speculation, we've got it. We know what the uh, first we don't we don't know the when but we know the the who and the where for oklahoma and that first 2024 sec schedule good morning everyone can't wait to hear from all of you today on the the text line the phone line as well just your immediate reaction to all of this it doesn't seem like there was uh, any real disappointment i mean obviously oklahoma's got a challenging slate but that's what you signed up for by uh, making the jump from the big 12 to the sec Uh, before we dive into all of it the reaction to the schedule how challenging is it uh, all of it who who got the the most challenging schedule out of everybody in the sec i don't know that it's oklahoma but uh, i do think the sooners i think they're in the mix of that conversation who got the the easiest all of that First things first, good morning, Connor. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Josh. Uh, yeah, last night, man, that was fun to see all the matchups that OU has. I know everyone's excited. It's going to be a little more difficult and challenging, but, hey, that's what you get when you make this move to the SEC, so it should be fun. Well, and it's really, really, really real after after last night. You know, everything that built up to this, this move from the Big 12 to the SEC – all the discussions that we've had about just from the get-go, is this going to happen? And, okay, now that it is happening, how long until it happens? What does the exit strategy look like for Oklahoma and Texas? What's the buyout? Now that all of the dust on a lot of that has settled, now we can start, uh, I guess, yesterday, have conversations about how can we ramp up tailgating and really start turning our attention to what life in the SEC is going to be like, obviously, there's uh, there's one final go around in the Big 12 beforehand, but last night, uh, what do you make of it? The the home opponents for Oklahoma, keep in mind, one of which is Texas for the 2024 OU Texas game from the Cotton Bowl. So you lose one there to the the neutral site down in Dallas, but the the home opponents for Oklahoma, we kind of thought that there was a pretty good chance you might see the volunteers because of the josh hypo angle we kind of thought there was a pretty good chance you might see south carolina because of the shane beamer angle and uh, we thought there's a pretty good chance you'd be seeing alabama simply because the the leaks to start yesterday were that texas would be hosting georgia and if texas was getting georgia then more than likely just uh, anybody connecting the dots from a television inventory standpoint. And uh, the other leaks we got, which was, hey, everybody in the SEC is playing either Oklahoma or Texas, all of the uh, other 14 SEC schools. So basically we had a pretty good inkling that Oklahoma was playing Alabama. Now, we didn't know if that was going to be a trip to Tuscaloosa or the uh, Crimson Tide coming here. And it is. It's it's Alabama coming to Norman in 2024. Connor, just right off the top, what do you make of that? Yeah, that's uh, you got a heavyweight opponent coming to Norman. That's going to be 
Whew, man, that's going to be a great Saturday. That's going to be a really expensive ticket, and that's going to be a great weekend. Probably one of the biggest games OU has ever had at home in quite some time now. Congratulations to uh, all of you out there that are longtime season ticket holders or recently have uh, purchased season tickets. Because it paid off. Let me tell you, uh, yeah, uh, the <laughs> ROI, return on investment, uh, is looking pretty pretty nice right about now for uh, Sooner season tickets. And that Alabama game, yeah, I just I can't even imagine what the resale market is going to look like for that, especially, you know, again, we don't know the win on a lot of these games, but if uh, if things go well in 2023 for Oklahoma and all of a sudden there's optimism about where Brent Venables has this thing going, if you win a Big 12 championship on your way out the door and you come into the SEC with the Jackson Arnold and with uh, some of these younger receivers go make some plays and the defense clearly takes a jump up, it would have to in order for all of those things to be true for Oklahoma. If that's the case, and oh, by the way, this Alabama game, I don't know, is your first SEC game ever for Oklahoma it could be talking – I mean, we could be talking about a, a resale market yeah. for Oklahoma that's that's historic, Connor. Yeah, and, well, even Tennessee, Josh. I mean, we saw how Tennessee finished that season last year winning the Orange Bowl. So, man, there's a good chance that two of your home games right there, Bama and Tennessee, a top 25 and maybe a top 10 matchup. And, man, that, how, that would be something. Biggest home game for Oklahoma, no doubt, since – Ohio State in 2016, yeah. and then uh, what Notre Dame in in 2012. So yeah, this... maybe or yeah, I guess you could say TCU maybe when they came to town with uh, the backup quarterback, which we had. Yeah, but you had you had to win to stay in the playoff talk. But yeah, I would probably say Notre Dame and Ohio State. Well, it's with all respect to to. TCU, I'm sorry. It's even with the ramifications of what any game versus TCU would be in the Big 12 uh, outside of, you know, like a jump around game versus Texas Tech, for a lot of these teams in this conference right now, it, it doesn't move the needle like a Notre Dame in Norman does or an Ohio State in Norman does and the way that an Alabama in Norman is going to move the needle. I mean, you're talking about. Blue Bloods powers historically in the sport. This is what fans wanted. That that was my big takeaway and charge from last night, Connor, is this is what we signed up for. This is what Oklahoma fans have been, well, with the Big 12 complaining about, the, the home schedule being ah, just okay. And uh, this is what folks wanted. They wanted these types of games in Norman and immediately right out of the chute you see this is life as we know it now as an Oklahoma football fan. And I didn't see a lot of pushback that, oh, my goodness, this slate is just so challenging for Oklahoma. This is terrible. Uh, Oklahoma got the short end of the stick on this deal. It's obviously an incredibly challenging slate. We haven't even, I guess, mentioned the the road games yet. Everybody listening probably knows, but in case you don't, uh, at Auburn, at LSU, at Missouri, at Ole Miss – yeah, it's challenging across the board, the, the eight games that you've got in this schedule. But 
th- this is what you want, right? I mean, there's none of these are. If I can steal the Kevin Henry phrase, none of these are the the rocking chair games. There's no layup games on paper on this schedule for Oklahoma. And from a fan viewership standpoint, from a who's coming to Norman standpoint, from a where am I taking a road trip to? Are you kidding me? This is this is awesome. Great. Yeah, we talk about the home matchups, but man, there's some great road trips. Uh, on deck for OU. I think everybody's fired up for Baton Rouge. You got LSU uh, away at Death Valley. Which is uh, the best game on this schedule? Is it Alabama at, at home? Uh, I mean, you. I guess you could make an argument for Tennessee or South Carolina, Connor, if you would like. Is it LSU on the road? W- which game immediately grabbed your attention when you saw it last night? Well, I'm going to go away from Bama because we just kept hearing things that we kind of expected to have Bama on the schedule. So the next one up for me would be LSU. But we would just have to, you know, see how the season goes and see what LSU is ranked when we head down there. Zero percent chance the LSU game's not a night game, right? I mean, it's got to be. It better be. It's got to be. LSU at night. I I did a roundtable with uh, a lot of our locked-on hosts last night for locked on sec and i don't know if it was a rope-a-dope connor but the impression that i got as it should be i'm not saying that it shouldn't be but uh you know you almost wonder like are some of these sec folks going to be a little bit snooty nose up in the air about oklahoma (laughs) and texas and i have to say by and large the the reception the impression that i got from a lot of the folks uh that these hosts from sec country they are they are jacked to get to play Oklahoma. LSU, uh, I, I know their host, Caroline Fenton, she's talking about this being a rivalry, yeah. LSU and Oklahoma, which, you know, given the history between the two, uh, one game against uh, Joe Burrow and company obviously did not go uh, altogether great in the uh, Peach Bowl, but a national championship played between these two. And over the years, that that championship game versus LSU what have we always heard from Oklahoma fans about their experience with LSU fans not very good yeah not a great experience <laughs> correct ding 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 with LSU fans so I mean that thing is so tailor-made Oklahoma LSU to yeah morph into some strong strong dislike there's already strong dislike I think on the Oklahoma side of the equation and then uh, all of a sudden on a regular basis you play those guys and beat those guys, and it could really turn into something pretty special. So many different directions to this from last night. Obviously, uh, there was a lot of response, not just not just from Sooner fans, but uh, from the, the panel last night. Let's hear from the Paul Feinbaums of the world. I totally disagreed with Dusty Dvorak's take last night uh, right out of the gate. Uh, I, I don't think that he speaks for the majority of Sooner Nation, so... Uh, we can we can dive into some of that and again i think generally speaking connor everybody's happy with this right yeah it's challenging but and maybe there's a piece or two that's missing and we can talk about that but i think the overwhelming response is oh my gosh it's uh and i know we gotta wait it's getting christmas morning a year early but this was like is like unwrapping Christmas presents you've been waiting on all year for. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people are having many complaints about seeing the schedule because this is what they really expected when you get into this conference. You get a loaded schedule, and that's what you got uh, right in front of you. 
Well, and the the storylines of this thing uh, are are so good. And every year, every year in the SEC is is going to be like this. What's missing from it? Again, for me. Uh, I'm pretty pleased with what uh, is on this schedule. There's a couple of things that, sure, maybe could uh, could be on there. But generally speaking, I think uh, Oklahoma fans got what they wanted. But what say you? What say you? Would love to hear from you uh, all morning long. We're hanging out at Cavens Group today. It's a Thursday, of course. It's the Plank Show. Josh and Connor inviting uh, your responses all morning long on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. And uh, would love to just hear from you. On the phone lines as well, Riverwind Casino, call in line 405-329-9000. Josh and Connor just underway. What did the dais say last night? Again, I I told you I totally disagreed with what Dusty Dvorak, some of what he had to say last night, but uh, it was fun to watch it all unfold in front of us last night all the same. Taking an opening timeout, let's hear from the – we're in the SEC now, so I don't know. It's a spooky place to be where sometimes Feinbaum's starting to make some sense with some of what he's saying, but that's where we're at, joining the uh, SEC. Opening break, it's the Plank Show. Back with you in a moment right after this. You having fun yet, Connor? I am, Josh. It's it's a great day. Oh, and it was a great night last night. A little bit of breaking news uh, in case you haven't seen it. The uh, landing spot, the destination, Jordy Ball has announced, headed to Nebraska, the Cornhuskers, officially. So that uh, that's what we thought, and now we've got that confirmed. Uh, she uh, tossed the, the tweet out, well, eh, a little bit before 9 o'clock, I believe. But uh, Jordy Ball is headed to Nebraska. Again, you know, the initial statement was, I, I want to return home. And so now uh, there you go, re- returning home to Nebraska. And I beg your pardon, it was actually in the 7 o'clock hour. So I saw it in the 8 o'clock hour. But uh, bright and, Jordy Ball bright and early, Nebraska. Bright and early this morning. But, yeah, we kind of expected that, just what she said in her, her uh, thing she put out on Twitter that she was leaving. I will say, uh, it's still, you know, it's sunk in the reality of arguably a national player of the year and definitely, uh, very obviously, the most outstanding player of the uh, most recent Women's College World Series. But, uh, yeah, the Nebraska pinstripes and everything still doesn't look right to me for Jordy Ball. <laughs> it still looks a lot. It's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, it's, it's definitely still out of place. Last night, the SEC schedule officially unveiled. Again, we don't know the when, but we know the who. We know the where for Oklahoma. And the the uh, who is at home, Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee. Of course, the Texas game, that's the down at the Cotton Bowl. So that uh, is a home game that Oklahoma on this slate is, uh, in terms of SEC opponents, to some degree is losing uh, obviously, then then you know you go one year forward, and if we stay like this, now all of a all of a sudden you got three road dates instead of the four that you have this season. But at any rate, that's that's what it looks like for twenty four. The uh, road contest for OU at Auburn, at LSU, at Missouri, at Ole Miss. Well, Mr. SEC, what did Paul Feinbaum have to say? The initial reaction to the uh, unveiling of the schedules for both Oklahoma and Texas. Dari, I think this is one of the most exciting, meaningful, seminal moments in the history of the Southeastern Conference. And just to think about Josh Heupel taking 
his Tennessee team back to where he made his name in, in Norman. Think about Alabama returning there. I, I covered that the last time there uh, on, on just an amazing atmosphere. And, and you know, when you flip it around, Georgia going to Texas and Florida. I mean, Georgia right now is the team everyone is shooting for. So Texas and, and Oklahoma both benefited. And one more thing, Dari, I, I just remember two weeks ago, it seems like a year, we were in Destin and listening to all the critics and all the cynics say that the SEC blew it, that they didn't do the right thing by going to nine. I, I want to see nine. I think most people do. But they did an amazing job, and, and I think they, they shut everyone up tonight. Okay, what do you make of that last point? Did the SEC do a great job? I mean, it's a lot to balance. 16 schools, and you're bringing Oklahoma and Texas in. And, oh, by the way, you set it up to where anybody that, you know, played somewhere in 23 for the existing SEC schools, they're not taking that same road trip in 24. And, oh, by the way, Oklahoma or Texas is on every single one of the – at least one of the two is on every SEC program's schedule. So, it's again, it's a lot to put together. How did they do – from an equity standpoint, uh, balancing these schedules or just in general? Yeah, I think they did a great job, Josh. Every single, every SEC opponent gets a sh- gets a crack at OU or Texas for year one, and you also get Georgia and Alabama playing against each other. I think it's going to be a great season. I think they did a really, really good job on this. Well, and Oklahoma fans just have to be so happy, so excited. Uh, mentioned it, hey, what's missing Okay, I'll I'll entertain the argument. If permanent opponents were on this schedule, okay, if if and when we get to a 3-6-6 model where you've got three built-in opponents that you see every single season and then you rotate uh, the other six in consecutive years, if the three permanent opponents are on this initial slate for OU, is it Texas, Missouri, LSU? That I, I I would go that yeah the three yeah the three right there, which, which I would I, I I wouldn't mind whatsoever. Oh, it's pretty exciting, and you, again that's being very speculative, and we don't know that to be the case. Could still be that under that scenario where you go to the three six six model that it's Texas and Texas A and M and Missouri or texas missouri arkansas or you know florida was a school that got thrown around a lot in terms of a potential permanent opponent for oklahoma and yet they're not on this schedule for ou so i just it was uh, as we project forward for me last night that was definitely something that honestly I, I i think probably texas and missouri right we feel pretty comfortable that if and when we go three six six that both texas and missouri now our permanent opponents, do you agree with that coming out of last night? Yeah, I yeah, I agree. And the Missouri one, man, I just I really hope Missouri can get a lot better. That'll be a fun matchup, old Big 12 foes uh, going at it. Well, uh, Dusty Dvorak, I, I said, uh, and I like Dusty. I think Dusty does a, a really, really good job, uh, both uh, you know studio analysis and in-game. But uh, I, I did not agree last night with his assessment of how Sooner fans feel about the slate. But here was uh, Dusty Dvorak's initial reaction last night on the SEC Network to both, again, Oklahoma and Texas's schedule reveals. This is a massive, massive day for college football. Two of the most storied programs in the history of the sport and what is the dominant conference in college football. These fan bases, 
the scenes you see on Saturday's mesh and are so cohesive with one another. I cannot wait. And just seeing these schedules, man, if it doesn't get your juices flowing, there is something wrong with you. But how are these fans going to take it after looking at these schedules? Oklahoma fans aren't going to be happy only getting three home games as the Texas game in Dallas is one of their home games. And going on the road, you got to go to Death Valley, maybe the toughest place to play in college football. You got to go on the road to Auburn as well. And you also have to go to Oxford, Mississippi. Not going to be easy. So I expect Sooner fans are going to be a little upset with the schedule. From the Texas side, I think they have to love this. And what I really like a lot about the Texas schedule, Dari, to be completely honest with you, is the rivalries renewed. Texas A&M, Texas should happen every single year. It's one of the great games in all of college football. I love that Arkansas and Texas are going to rekindle that. Once again, we saw that a few years ago in Fayetteville. And I just think that overall, Texas, outside of Georgia, I think it actually set up pretty well for them. So I think happy folks in Austin. I think some upset folks in Norman after this release. (laughs) So I actually agree and disagree. I agree on the Texas front. Longhorn fans, I think, are are happy with uh, what, what they've got here. And you, you got Florida at home if you're Texas. You got Georgia at home. Uh, obviously, the, the Oklahoma game, neutral site. At Arkansas again, the, the at A&M, I mean, probably just as a Texas fan, you knew that was coming down the pipeline. And then they've got the quote-unquote layup game versus Vanderbilt that Oklahoma doesn't have on its schedule. But, you know, OU fans, I just didn't get the impression in – I know there's there's some out there, but I think it's I think it's a pretty overwhelming minority of Oklahoma fans that look at this schedule and have any sort of frustrations that oh my gosh it's so difficult. I think Oklahoma fans understand yeah this is what we wanted out of the SEC and oh by the way oh my gosh look at this we've got the heavyweight in Bama coming to Norman we get to welcome Heupel back we get to welcome Beamer back uh, yeah the the three home games thing that part stinks but unfortunately this is what we were talking about yesterday. Until the schedule expands out from eight SEC conference games to nine, you're going to be on this flip-flop rotation of, of getting just the three SEC opponents in Norman versus, obviously, you, you would get four uh, if it expands to nine. And, you know, next year, the, the next year following 24 and 25, technically, if it stays like this, you would just have three true road trips. The Cotton Bowl would be, would be neutral site. So there's... In ad, there's an advantage, there's a disadvantage as you, you go year to year, but Oklahoma fans, they, they knew that going in. And, oh, by the way, Connor, I would say if uh, if if you knew that you were going to get either Missouri or A&M, okay, the, the other three, I think Sooner fans, they, they definitely wanted LSU, right? I mean, how many yeah. times have we talked about the Death Valley trip and, oh, my gosh, it's going to be so much, so much fun. And then the – the newness of both Auburn and Ole Miss. So I just, I totally disagree with Dusty. I don't think Oklahoma fans, for the most part, again, there's some, but I think for the most part, Sooner fans were thrilled with what they saw last night. Yeah, I don't think OE fans are upset or upset about the schedule that they saw. Sooner Co. Wetzel on the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line says, I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get A&M at Arkansas. Maybe that's one thing to take away. You like to see Arkansas, or excuse me, Texas A&M on that schedule for OU? No doubt, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely A&M because of the history there, too, but I think probably the 
SEC decision makers and schedule makers said, okay, Texas is getting A&M and Oklahoma is getting Missouri to rekindle those uh, those old games respectively that one, you know, each was getting one of those two. And for Oklahoma, they got Missouri. And uh, Arkansas would have been great. But, hey, guess what? You get uh, Auburn, LSU, and Old Miss. So pretty, and I, I know I know they're tough road games to what Dusty is saying, but – Man, Josh, these are exciting road trips. That's what's going to make OU, you know, just jacked up to go down to Death Valley, Ole Miss, something that we're not used to. This is new to us, and they want to take those road trips. Well, and if, for example, LSU wasn't on this and you replaced it with Texas A&M, which is great, and the 12th man's awesome, but Sooner fans have been there, they've, they've done that. And, oh, by the way, you replaced, say, Auburn with Arkansas. Okay, well, that's new. But it's close, and, you know, Auburn just feels it feels different, I think, for Sooner fans. Arkansas would, too, but uh, the, the newness of this on in terms of the road trips outside of Missouri I think is really, really exciting for Oklahoma fans. I see, I see True on hold. Let's, let's get caught up. Let's stay on the clock here. True, you'll lead us off right when we come back. Uh, so much to break down, though, from this SEC schedule, and we haven't started ripping through your text line comments uh, yet either on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So let's do that as well. What, what do you guys think? I'm open to having my mind changed. I mean, if, if there's a significant contingent out there that's looking at this and saying, oh, man, what did we get ourselves into or this is really challenging, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here just uh, as the absolute gospel on this thing for Sooner fans. I just get the impression that that's not – was not Oklahoma fans' initial reaction last night. But – Taking a break, we're hanging out at Cavens Group. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Back with you after this. Back with you, it's the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Thursday where we're hanging out at Cavens Group. We expect to hear from the man, the myth, legend, Gary Cavens, before too long on the program. Tell us everything going on out here at Cavens and all the different ways they can help you or your business out here, uh, here today in just a little bit. But, of course, it's, of course, the SEC schedules revealed last night, all sorts of reaction to it. And, again, I think, okay, sure, there can be maybe a little bit of debate here or there, things that you liked and disliked. But, overwhelmingly, the response, I think, is just, oh, my gosh, here we go. <laughs> One more year in the Big 12. And then uh, look at this in 2024 and beyond in the SEC. But what say you, True Sooner, I know, has been patient. Let's. Let's start hitting the phone lines up and taking your text messages as well. Riverwind Casino calling line. True, what's up, man? Good morning. Man, I was really taken back by Dusty's comments. You know, I I think sometimes Dusty and some of these ex-players um, all around the country, they try real hard to um, not show their allegiances sometimes. And I, I feel like that, I mean, you know, I, I said a long time ago, and we saw, we saw the writing on the wall, Ten years ago, you know what SEC was doing. This Oklahoma fans, Texas fans, they're going to have to change their mindset. I mean, I'd be more worried about this if we still had a fourteen comp, uh, playoff going forward. But we're going to have to change our mindset. This this is like NFLish. Um, it, it's you know you're going to have two or three losses. You're not going to rip through the SEC with an undefeated season more than likely, unless you just have some, you know some of the Alabama, some of the Georgia teams. But for the most part, these teams are not going to rip through this. And, and the whole, your whole mindset anymore 
you know, years ago it would be, well, you know, we might get into the, you know, we might get voted number one if we don't have a loss. We just can't have a loss late. You know, and then it turned into, okay, we could have a loss, but it has to be early in the season so we can bounce back up into the top, you know, four. You know, now it's all about, you, you're probably going to get, with this schedule, you're probably going to get into the, you know, with what, two or three losses, you're going to have a chance to get into the, the playoff 12. So, I mean, well, I just feel, it would. I mean, it would depend on, you know, who and what everybody else looks like. Alabama, that loss, if it's, uh, you know, close, is not going to ding you. LSU on the road, probably not going to ding you that much. I would say if Oklahoma was able to negotiate 6-2 and two on this schedule, and probably they're going to the college football playoff with a 12-team uh, playoff. And maybe, maybe 5-3 and three over the course of this slate, depending on how it plays out, how close the games are, and what happens elsewhere. You definitely would, would be in the mix. What good has it done us to rip through a Big 12 schedule? I'm so sick of seeing Iowa State. You know, I'm, I've been watching football, you know, you know, for 25, 45, almost you know, probably 50 years now. And what good does it do us to play Iowa State and Kansas State and Kansas and Missouri? I mean, not Missouri, but they were in it. But I'm just saying, what good has it done us to do that just to get to the playoffs to get blown out? I mean, I, I know the Georgia season, you know, 17, we, you know, we, we could have, should have won that game, but we still gave up 50-something points to them. I just don't. I think the getting tougher, and I would much rather lose a game or two and get to that, and actually have a chance in the playoffs. And I think that's well, what's going to happen. You're going to, you know, you're going to want to get one of those first four buys for sure. I mean, isn't that what they're saying? The top four teams are going to get a buy in that thing. So you're that's going to right. want to get that for. You want to get that for sure, but you, you know, if you can't, then the next four teams are going to have home home field advantage in the first round. Definitely want to be one of the top eight, right? I mean, that, that's going to be a definite advantage, an obvious advantage. And yet the uh, the 12-team playoff, even if you, you do have to go on the road, it uh, just the format itself gives you a little bit of wiggle room. And let's call it what it is. I mean, we're looking at this, and uh, Ole Miss is, is not a daunting road trip. I mean, it might be more daunting than others in the past that Oklahoma has taken, but the only truly, truly daunting road trip on this 2024 schedule is LSU. It's Death Valley. And now a lot can change between now and then. But I'm looking at Auburn and it's a five and seven football team uh, this past what, this past season. What was Missouri last year? I mean, that's kind of a layup. Right. I mean, it's it's not Vanderbilt, but right, it's uh you know, right now it's not the most challenging either. I just I, I don't understand I don't I don't understand the scared mentality I, I really would like to know what most OU fans feel I, I'm happy about it like you said I don't know where Dusty got his information that there's other people in the local media you know that are freaking out here, here in Oklahoma City saying it's the worst thing that could happen to OU um, you know and the other other talk stations around the city and I I just I don't know man I just I, I don't have that mentality and I don't think the majority of OU fans do I think they we're should. excited it, about it Yeah I loved. I loved what Toby said this morning. Uh, somebody in, I think it was, I don't remember who it was, but, and Toby wasn't being confrontational at all, but he's right. 
they said something about, hey, you know, if you go 5-3 and three or you finish 9-3, and three, you could get in. And he said, yeah, but that won't be the expectation. The expectation will be going and winning 10 games, and, and that's it. The expectation is not going to change for Oklahoma. This is uh, the, the hope right. is that this is a rising tides situation for OU, that you meet this challenge headlong, you've not run from it, you understand that these are the programs, Alabama, Georgia, that are wishing, winning national championships, and occasionally it's been an LSU or whoever else sprinkled in there, but you know, by and large it's Alabama, Georgia that you're chasing, and now you're going to see them on a regular basis as you should. Well, and the, and, and the, you know, the negative recruiting that, that you shouldn't go play defensive line at Oklahoma, you know, you shouldn't go play defense at Oklahoma because they're not sending players to the NFL. They, they can't use that recruiting anymore. And you could see, you know, we haven't, we, you know, we didn't get David Hicks and all that, but I mean, they, they still had a top five class last year and they're in on, they're in on studs again. We just gotta, you gotta land those guys and, and that's what's going to get you to the, to the next level. So, Absolutely. We'll okay. Appreciate it, True. Connor, who did we have? Who did we have up next? We got Jim in Arlington. All right, let's let's hear from Jim before we take a to. Jim, good morning. What uh, what did you make? Hey. Uh, last night was a historic one. Oh yeah. Uh, first of all, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. No, loud and clear. You're good. Yeah, okay. Great. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I was pleased. I, I was hoping we got an exciting schedule. I didn't want to come. Well, let's have a little pity on them and let them start out with Mizzou and. Uh, Mississippi State and Vandy and, and maybe Arkansas or something, you know, other than Texas. Like, no, no, no. I was like, you want an exciting schedule. And like I was telling Connor offline, this is Oklahoma. You know, we don't take the back seat to anybody. Now, last year, yeah, that was a bad season, but this is still Oklahoma. You're not afraid to play anybody. If you're afraid to play to somebody, hang the uniform up, close the program down. We're not. We're not afraid to play anybody. And just like Bama, Hell, look at Bama when they came to Norman last year. Was that the Bama you see now? No, it wasn't. It was, it's a, but it still was a blue blood program. But just like Bama was down before, before everybody remembers, for all the babies listening on the radio right now, Bama wasn't always as good, people. 2007, that's when Saban showed up. Before then, they were just, you know, run-of-the-mill team. So that's what I'm trying to tell everybody about Oklahoma. I'm not afraid of playing anybody. And as a fan, I got tired of this snooze fest, Big 12 season ticket. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm excited. How many years have we pleaded for a nice schedule? You know, now granted, and now you're getting Oklahoma it. Hadn't, and now you're getting it. And now granted, Oklahoma hasn't always, you know, beat every team in the Big Twelve recently. But the trophies are there. OU's run the Big Twelve. You know, it, it's time to to move on. You know, um, I'm not saying they're going to run the roost in the SEC. But what I'm saying is, don't be afraid. Of, Looks like Uh-oh. we lost Jim. <laughs> well, I, I think he got uh, his point across. And it's what we've been saying. Yeah, I, Oklahoma's not going to run from a challenge. Oklahoma got what it wanted. And we'll talk more uh, in depth maybe next hour about what Brent Vittables said last night uh, at the, the, the Rudy's special program. But this is a program that is steeped in tradition, and it's built on the foundation and the idea, Connor, that Look, we don't care where we're playing. Uh, ten wins or more is the expectation. Championships and more is the expectation at Oklahoma. And here we go. Here we go. It's it's a challenge, but it's exciting. And fan, fans have been waiting for a schedule like this to bring some excitement, a game, man, atmosphere like no other when Bama comes to town and you got road trips that are going to be pretty dang exciting as well. So it's, it's going to be fun. We the have one so, thing. someone hit hit the text line, uh, Knippermeyer Chevrolet text line. 
OU's schedule could be worse. Auburn plays Oklahoma, Georgia, and Alabama. And somebody pointed out on the text line, too, how about Nick Saban was <laughs> complaining about, well, look what our permanent opponents might be like, and, oh, by the way, they got those on this schedule, <laughs> plus Oklahoma and Georgia. So it's uh, it's great. And it's going to be challenging for everybody. When you add Oklahoma and Texas, it it just gets more difficult for everybody in the conference. So it's great. I love it. It's exciting. Oklahoma will will rise to the occasion. They will meet this challenge. And you know what? If they don't, then they'll know that they're not where they want to be, which is uh, winning national championships. The The Big 12 thing, it hasn't worked out for you either. You, you haven't won uh, number eight. You've been chasing it for 23 years, and you haven't been able to find it. So if uh, a more challenging schedule is a step toward the right direction in getting number eight, then I say uh, more power for it. Well, and that's what you got to realize. It's not tough for just OU. This is tough for every single team in this conference now when you bring two big-time programs in like this, like Oklahoma and Texas. I, I do agree. Uh, you know, I, 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 The only thing I disagree with, I guess, with Dusty is that like Oklahoma fans are mostly excited about this. There's a few, sure, that see the challenges, and it's uh, a little bit of, oh, boy, here we go. But generally speaking, the, the reaction – the pulse that I'm picking up on is people are very, very excited about it. He's right. Texas got an easier slate than Oklahoma in this first go-around. But you know what? Uh, Oklahoma won't have these opponents every single season as uh, if it stays at eight games. And guess what? 25 is uh, is going to have a Vanderbilt on it, so on and so forth. So that's that's just the nature of the beast. But we're doing a break. We got a bunch of responses from you out there on the text line. Really, really good stuff. It's a fun day. Hanging out at Caven's Group. We'll take a time out. It's the Plank Show. Back with you in a moment. Back with you. Closing up our number one. It's the Plank Show. We're live today, as we are on every Thursday from out here at Caven's Group. We'll talk to Gary here momentarily, not too long from now. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby reacting all day long to the uh, first edition of an Oklahoma SEC schedule. So uh, Dusty last night, Dusty Dvorak, had said that uh, he thought Oklahoma fans weren't going to be particularly thrilled with this uh, this schedule based on the fact that, well, Oklahoma only really gets three home games in Norman. And, oh, by the way, it's pretty uh, challenging. Tim Tebow would agree. I, I think that uh, he was he was making the rounds last night. Was he not calling this the most difficult of anybody in the SEC? He said he said that about OU schedule? I think so, yeah. Or well, let me I, see here. I don't blame – I mean, it's got it's got to be up there with some of the other SEC schools because it, it is a real difficult schedule. He definitely said this. And, and whether or not he said it was uh, the most challenging – uh, I don't know, but he, he said, quote, the SEC gave Oklahoma a gauntlet in 2024. That's like giving someone a hug and a spanking at the same time, <laughs> which is actually, you know, pretty good. Uh, but anyways, the response on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line to Dusty's assessment that, yeah, Oklahoma fans aren't going to be real thrilled with the difficult nature of this schedule. Uh, 405-651-3439 to chime in. Uh, from the 405, completely disagree with Dusty. He's been hanging out with Danny Cannell too much. Pumped about the new schedule. <laughs> True. We also got yeah, a bunch of people pointing out that you got to realize the year after that, Oklahoma will get Texas's like e- easier schedule that Texas will have year one. That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so long as 
we stay at eight, it's going to go back and forth. And that's uh, the nature of it is, you know, for some teams it's going to be a little bit easier. And for some teams, some teams it'll be a little bit more challenging. Or we're going to think that going into a season and then it's not going to play out that way because what we think we know, we don't always know. Uh, somebody else, Dusty's a national talking head now. It's sad. Uh, others agree with Dusty. Dusty is right if you look at potential records. Texas's schedule looks easy. Ours does not if we uh, don't win. Somebody just point blank. I agree 100% with Dusty. About, so, yeah, we got about half-half that agree with Dusty and then don't agree. So it's, it's you know, I, I'll confess to or cop to it's a little bit maybe closer to uh, folks agree versus uh, disagree. I thought it was maybe a little bit more overwhelmingly disagree and feel like, hey, who cares what the schedule looks like? Let's just go play it. This is what we've been waiting on with the SEC schedule. But uh, some some folks kind of agree, uh, though. Uh, Jim in Arlington, we heard, uh, you know, obviously agrees. Sooner Co. Wetzel, look at Patty. She schedules harder teams each year and yet wins three national championships in a row. Try to Fresh get like Patty. That's right. We're trying to get like Gasso. That's one hour in the books. Uh, plenty more reaction from all of you. The, the text line is awesome today, guys. You guys are crushing it out there. Uh, what about the big recruiting weekend that's coming up for OU? We could talk about that and so much more. What about Brent Venable's comments last night? Let's let's start there next hour. He had some interesting things to say at the Rudy Show. Josh and Connor back with you next right here on The Wrap. <laughs> 